I've never done anything. I can't do anything. I couldn't have. And I can never do anything. This realization came to me today. Conceptually, I thought and thought that I knew that this was true, that something was in control, at least of the bigger events in my life, that they had happened for some reason, whatever reason that was, something that I ultimately attributed to some good for me, no matter what the event or circumstance. Recently, I have been coming to realize that something is in control also of my everyday actions and tasks and what I do in each moment of time. I still knew this conceptually, but was blessed to be able to trust this through direct experience, through the releasing of my control and spontaneity. I was able to see that things were unfolding easily and without my interference, that everything that needed to be taken care of was being taken care of when I surrendered my own ideas of what I should do and how things should be. But today was a very different experience. It was the actual understanding. Maybe that I needed to absolve my egoic identity. I knew that as all the ways that this identity was surfacing, that each one wasn't true, even, even if I could not recognize it directly as ego. I just knew that the thought itself wasn't true, that energetically it didn't feel right, that I could tell certain thoughts were out of fear and were still, even if they 
weren't as constricting were still more constricting than the truth that I could even see the thoughts of the evolved ego that felt a little bit looser but still were more restricted, felt more confining than the truth. There is some greater than or less than equation here that I could probably write down sometime. Or some equation involving greater than or less than signs. While I knew that this was something I could trust, that this something greater was controlling my life, even in the smaller ways, if I allowed it to. Today I discovered two things through my understanding and maybe even experience if I can go there. I discovered that the greater thing was controlling my life anyway. The big things, the small things, each moment of my life. Whether I knew it or not. And today something profound exploded inside. And it came in the understanding of the word I. Recently, a lot of ways in which my ego would manifest were coming to the surface. And I could see them and discard them as not true. And I recognized a lot of these as ego. But what I realized today blew every realization that I've had of the ego completely away, or at least out of the water. That's how profound today's realization was. The subtlety of the thoughts that have been created by my ego. The subtlety of those thoughts are, or how much I could witness and identify those subtle thoughts. That ability in me was, has been increasing. It's been increasing very recently for the last few weeks and months maybe but today 
something drastically changed. The understanding came that I actually have never done anything. That it's actually not me doing anything. Good or bad, right or wrong. Even when I reflected on my past history. The person I was, all the actions I took or didn't. It wasn't me all along. I realized that all of it was consciousness. All of it was some creation of and from the source. Ultimately rendering it all source. And I knew this, have have come to realize this in the last few weeks, that all of it is me. But today I realized that there is no me and there hasn't been all along. That the I that I thought that I was actually doesn't exist. And I was able to perceive it as ego. The I that thinks that I can do anything or that I have done anything in my life or that I did anything. All of these are an illusion and not true ultimately. They are not true. And this understanding started with it started with the looking at who was suffering these ideas that I had about myself that if I cared about what somebody else thought or I felt afraid of being seen who felt afraid of being seen who worried about what somebody else thought and then I just kept going down this train and the thoughts became more subtle at least in my own recognition of what I formerly knew to be my ego and identified as my ego to a deeper and deeper realization of how much 
I have been thinking of myself as a person and identifying myself as a person. From the most obvious thoughts of who is afraid of what someone else thinks and every time I would ask the question who There was no answer. There was no person that I was able to identify. There just was no answer. And so this whole situation, this question and this identity and this person, all of it was an illusion. And I started to realize how many illusions I have been believing in. And as I've said in the last few weeks, I've been able to identify these illusions as not true. When they would come up, something in me knew that they were not true. These thoughts, persistent thoughts, fears when they would surface i would i would know that they weren't true but today something popped or clicked or came in the form of some deeper understanding and maybe even experience going down this thought train, more identifications popped up. Who is afraid of not responding to a parent when I when I would have uh, the thought again of how I haven't responded yet to a parent and I was able to attribute that to the same fear of worrying about what somebody else thinks but then the thoughts the identifications also became deeper, the, re the realization became deeper. Who wants to serve? When I thought about being a teacher, who wants to serve? And I realized that that person was that person was an illusion. That was my ego. I could never serve, nor when I think about it, do I want to, because who would be serving? When I thought about the worry of not making 
money or not making money because I'm not helping my family. Who is not helping my family? Who could help my family? Or who could not help my family? And this whole time I've been thinking, it's me, but who could really, who really could? Who, who is who? I realize that's my egoic identity that thinks that I, that I, the person, could actually help, that I could actually do anything. And I thought about my uncle who has actually helped my family and has never mentioned it. And I thought about my best friend who I have watched sign countless checks at dinner. That in both of them and in both of those examples, I could find no sense of a person. That there was nobody who was doing anything. Nobody who was even serving or helping or giving or signing or receiving or sharing. There was no one in there. I thought of myself as someone who wanted to help children. Then I thought, who is the one who wants to help? That I could actually that I could never do anything. That even in what I have done, I haven't done anything. I haven't done anything. That there was no helping, nor receiving, nor giving, nor taking, nor accepting. There was no exchange. It was just a oneness. It was just a being. It was just being. I thought of each worry and fear of mine. And I broke it down by asking this question. Who is worried about? Who is afraid of? Who cares about or who is worried about what other people think? Who is worried that they are not helping their family? Who is worried that they are not making money to help their family? Who is the one who wants to serve 
children. Who is the one who wants to serve the world? Who is the one who wants to serve? And then I thought about situations involving encounters or uh, situations in, in relationships that I've had where I would be upset if if the other by the other person's response or reaction if they if I perceive that they if they stopped speaking to me or they were upset by my uh whatever I was coming from me whatever came from me and I asked who is upset by them being upset who is upset who cares if they stop speaking to me who worries if they become upset or change their behavior negatively towards me and this is all also within my changing perception but every time i would ask this question of who who is suffering who is worried who is afraid and then i started to ask who is interested in those recurring un desirable thoughts who is interested in this image who is interested in this person and i could trace it back to another fear another situation in which this same image or the same person would come up in and i could see the ego playing on one side and how it also played this it, it was connected just playing in different ways involving the same image or the same fear but when i asked who was interested because if a a thought keeps coming again and again there's some interest in there there's some interest in the thought there's some belief in the identity that is creating the thought again and again or or that is feeding the thought and and causing it or somehow perpetuating it when i asked who is interested there was no response so there's no i there's literally no i and i knew that these thoughts and many of these things um that i've mentioned were not true for a little bit of time at least now 
except for the identity that I was associating with serving as a teacher. And wanting to help children, I didn't realize that that was my ego. And then to this ultimate realization that that I actually can't do anything. That it, even if I think that I can do something, just in my life, in my everyday life, alone here, just with me moving about in this small apartment, even if it's just me by myself, to think that I can actually do anything involving just me, involving just me and nobody else. To think that I can do anything is an illusion. Because I'm not actually doing anything and I never have. I realized today uh, some deeper understanding came. And maybe the experience of this understanding because I knew I was introduced to the idea that all of this is consciousness, this dynamic expression, this speaking and body functioning and moving about everything that takes place that we can see, that all of this is still consciousness. This is consciousness expressing itself and that all of it is created from source and I even realize that neither the expression that that the expression wasn't could could not diminish the source. But maybe the experience of that truly, the understanding and experience of that truly came today because um, my whole life has made sense. That I actually realized that I've, that it wasn't me in the first However, since I was born, it wasn't me that has done anything. It wasn't I that I could actually never do anything. And an example that came up for me when I was 
thinking about this is my best friend's life, who I realized lived a perfect life. From my eyes before looking from the outside into his life, even as somebody who had the blessing of living with him and being in his direct presence, I was not able to see what I see now. This was a a being who was functioning without identity, who, as he got older, joked and said, if my sisters were in a different industry, then I would have worked in a different industry. But because this industry sort of fell into my lap, that's what I did. And I realized actually that he had been living perfectly because there was no I that he was operating in fully God's will, just being. And in the enormous blessing of which magnitude cannot be explained or quantified, of being in the presence of a human being who is just being. You see how much life takes care of itself and how you, you actually get to witness the universal flow. And how things just happen. They don't happen to anyone in particular. Even the person who seems to be most affected by them is perhaps least affected because there is no I. The divinity is found in my best friend's life. That he lived each moment just being, just taking um, each moment as it came, living literally one moment at a time.
And the ego has many judgments about this. And my mind did for a long time. Because the ego expects and has ideas and wants what it believes is more for somebody, wants what it believes is better than somebody, but it comes out of its distorted judgment and perception. His life was divine. It was untouched. And it was divine. It was untouched by ego. It was the universal flow of life, of being. And every moment of it was like that. The synchronicity of him waking up at whatever time he did, leaving the house to meet somebody later than a scheduled appointment and arriving and meeting them at the time that ended up being exactly perfect. Although it wasn't what was originally agreed upon. Each moment was just, it fell into place by something that could not be fathomed by the mind, by the human mind. It was beyond plan. It was always on time. It was always fresh. It was always new. Each moment was constantly unfolding. As if it was the first and only moment of time. My best friend had no identity. My uncle who took care of my family had no identity. My mother-in-law who feeds everything sees it neither as a giving or a receiving, sees no exchange in it. She has no identity. My father-in-law, who has taken care of his entire family, given money, given property, has no identity. It was never him that did any of it. 
It was never my mother-in-law that fed anybody. It was never my best friend who signed a check. Who woke up at a certain time later than he had planned to, whose physical body and stomach hurting caused him to be delayed, which then caused him to leave the house late, which then caused him to meet the person at a later time that, than they had planned, which ended up being the perfect time, but it wasn't my best friend who did any of this. It wasn't my father who loved me. It wasn't my father who made me happy. It wasn't my father who danced and clapped and sang songs in the, in the car. It wasn't my father who asked me to pinch him when he got sleepy. There was no identity. It wasn't my mother who cooked two different types of rice and two different types of lentil soup each day for her family. It wasn't my sister who, in the first few days that my nephew was born, sat up in the middle of the night to feed him. It wasn't her. She could never do any of this. No one could ever. And no one could ever do any of this. No one could ever do anything. In the same way, everything that I judged myself for that I felt I made a mistake for, that I felt I, I had done wrong, that I had wronged myself or wronged someone else. I, I haven't done either. Any way that I felt someone else had wronged me they ha hadn't done either. That all the situations involving my best friend's anger, I knew that they were just expressions of God. They were just expressions of consciousness, playing. But today I know that in a way that I didn't know that before. Today I have the experience of knowing that. Today I have 
the experience of confirming that somehow, somehow, the situations involving my mother-in-law where I felt like she had done something wrong to hurt me or offend me. I realize that there is no me, yes, but I also realize that she could never do any, any wrong, that that's just consciousness playing. But today there is the experience of it feels different. It's, it's a knowing in a way that I haven't known this before. I realize now also that my mother's behavior and whatever I have perceived of that in my life, that that's also consciousness playing, that my mother didn't do any of that. She did, but she didn't. So, we're all doing and not doing. Being and not being. Speaking and not speaking. Getting angry and Really not getting angry, offending and really not, but not really offending, but really not offending, hurting, but not hurting, giving, but not giving, signing, but not signing, receiving, but not receiving. Taking but not taking, being but not being, but maybe always being, maybe just being. Dancing but not dancing, clapping but not clapping, driving but not driving. Sleeping and not sleeping, waking and not waking. <laughs> Having our stomach hurt physically and maybe it is hurting physically, but maybe that's true. But who? The question is really who? Who is, who is the one who is doing anything? And who can do anything? A few days ago, I asked for 
the killing of my ego. I also ask that every way that it manifests itself for me to see. To burn it, yes, but to let me see. And to not keep it on this never-ending journey of evolving and allowing me to see it as it evolves and changes and but whatever is left for me to see it before it is gone today I got to see it in a way that I have never seen it before and I didn't only get to see it but I got to experience it that I actually got to know the truth. I got to experience it. That there is actually nobody here. And to even believe that there was somebody here, that, that there is somebody who could do something, I realized is was just my own arrogance. It was my ego that thought I could do something, that thought I could help. And I saw how that ego was judging other people in the same way or in the same ways. either something that they were doing or something that they were not doing, the same way that it was judging myself. All these judgments have been coming up continuously. And I'm really glad they have been because Today I got to see that all of it is truly consciousness dancing, consciousness conversing with itself, all just playing with itself, about itself from itself. I never knew that experientially. And I guess I couldn't, wouldn't even be able to say that if I hadn't experienced today. experiences the true teacher and I'm so grateful that this discovery of the truth is a direct experience 
that to know means to be. To be is the highest of anything. And in order to actually be, you have to experience the truth. And with this discovery, in this discovery, the you that discovered it will disappear. along with it. And I'm so grateful that today I got to see and experience the truth of identity. That I knew Something in me knew that these thoughts arising were not true and would discard them as I would see them. But today I know why they aren't true. I know why. I know why. And I know that I actually haven't done anything in my life and that I could never actually do anything and that each moment it's not me that's doing anything. It is, but it isn't. And I only know that because the truth is that it isn't. I only know that because there is a greater truth. And the truth is that there is nobody doing it. When you know that, then it becomes okay to, to dance, to do the dance, to appear even as if you're doing the dance, to appear as if you're the one who's doing the dance. Everything becomes okay when you know the truth experientially. I don't know about anything. I have no idea what's happening, what's been happening. I've just been trying my best to Trust and who could even trust? Who needs to trust? Who is here? Who believes that they even have to trust?
And I've been seeing all these subtle ways in which, and all these subtle thoughts that I would have even before, but today when, and now that I'm seeing them, I identify them as ego. All different ways that this person wants to be known. That this person wants to be believed in. I have nothing but gratitude. I had no idea and I guess with any discovery and even the discoveries within the discovery you have no idea until until you know and you don't know and until you experience and you don't even know that you don't know until you experience. The direct experience brings so much clarity. Clarity is not even the word. Maybe it is the only way that you merge fully that you become one with beyond concept. I don't know where to go from here, but there is no I. To even say these things now sounds, smells like a person, sounds like a person. It is only through direct experience. There is no I. Truly, there is no I. And it's okay if there is, because I understand that in order to function in this world, as a, in this body, there's, this body is I. It really isn't. That this consciousness is I am, I. And then after I is you. 
and then others. I, I get that. But now I really get that. Because I get that it's not. I don't know anything. I think that's the only true I I could think of, come up with. The only true statement regarding I. That and I am. I am everything because I am nothing. Today I know this. Today I am this. <laughs> 